Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode four of The Sigma Show. Before I let you guys know who is joining me, I mean, you can clearly see him, but we're just going to go over quickly what it is we'll be talking about on today's show. Uh, first up, we're going to be talking about uh, the new Netflix series in development based on the Assassin's Creed series. We're going to address the latest Cyberpunk 2077 delay. <laughs> Uh, and we're also going to talk about uh, the fact that Control is going to be coming to Switch, but as a streaming service. So I think this has a bunch of interesting applications. We'll get into it later. But joining me today is, you love him, you know him, Mr. Blue Bones. Welcome back. It's your boy. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for having me, Sigma. No problem. It's always a pleasure, brother. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Yo, I got to mm -hmm. say... I didn't understand what your shirt was oh. <laughs> when we first got on camera until you leaned back and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. that is super dope. <laughs> it's uh it's the child. The child. The, I'm so AKA glad you said baby the child. Yoda. <laughs> I know you hate that. AKA Baby Yoda. I know. I will I'll accept an AKA. <laughs> but um let's let's jump right into things. Yeah, so, man. Netflix. Uh I've said mm -hmm. this in the past, like on the previous show we did, the BBT Gamescast, I've said that I thought that Netflix was taking the loss of the Disney properties and all the superhero media and stuff and trying to replace that with video games. Like, video games are yeah. a medium that's very popular. You know, there's a lot of money in those properties. They don't tend to get... And it's on the rise right. right now. Like, it's continuously been on the rise since, you know, the boom in the 80s and stuff. Uh, most definitely the transition into a watchable medium hasn't always been a great one there are there are pretty much across the board all movies based on video games have been kind of panned but some of the more popular ones still make a ton of money so it's like it doesn't really matter what the critical reception is there's still money to be made right so not just uh -huh. that no no, no go oh, ahead. sorry no, sorry I'll, I'll let you finish i was gonna say like the good ones most of them are on netflix well like the good game most of the movie good... adaptations Game to, yeah, movie and show adaptations. Well, yeah, exactly, because they've kind of mm -hmm. taken up that mantle. They're like, look, we can make money off of this regardless of whether it's good or not. But, you know, Netflix has a lot of money to throw around. They put people who kind of care about those projects, and you give them room to kind of do what they want with it as opposed to, like, a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie. And you start to get yep. some decent stuff. So the... And we all know that there's already been an Assassin's Creed movie, right? Did you actually watch it? The Michael Fassbender yeah. starring one? You know what? I wanted to, and most of my friends told me, like, look, if you like Assassin's Creed, don't watch this movie. <laughs> so, and at the time, I was, like, more of above uh, in the series. So I was like, ah, okay, I'm not going to watch it. And I never got back around to, to checking it out. Um, but I, I don't know. I saw some scenes, and I'm like, this might be that, fun to that, watch. That was my takeaway <laughs> from that. Because... Um, Okay. It was actually one of the first movies I reviewed back when I was doing uh, my lag discussion videos. I think so I if remember. You, if you search that out, uh, you'll see some really wonky editing back then. But the <laughs> the information was still, I think, reasonable. Essentially, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie looked fantastic. It looked just like Assassin's Creed. Like they got the look yeah. right, the tone right. They got you know the art the, the they did the back and forth with you know there being the future techie stuff and the historical assassin stuff mm -hmm. and it really just brought to light the fact that the assassin's creed story kind of isn't that good like by <laughs> like by itself like left yeah. to be a non-interactive medium it's kind of just not that interesting like it's a cool concept but the story 
isn't that good. And it's funny. I think I remember you um, saying that in your lag video that it just tells you that some stories are for playing. Right. And some stories are for viewing. Yeah, because that's the bulk of the experience for a game is the interactivity. And story is kind of, if not half the product, it's the lesser half of the product. You know, like it's it's an afterthought in a lot of cases because you want the gameplay to be king. But in a movie or a TV show, the story is what matters. Like the cinematography, everything else is a li- is kind of secondary to the fact that there's a core good narrative going on. And Assassin's Creed lacks that. I still think it's a strong premise. So the it does exist a possibility that you can get a really good Assassin's Creed story. They just ha- kind of have to stay away from the plot that the games were going with. <laughs> and that's kind of where I think the movie misstepped, you know, because it didn't it didn't follow one for one with like the Desmond Miles situation. It, uh, Michael right. Fassbender played a different character, but it was still the same beats. Like he was a guy who Epstergo kind of kidnapped or found and he had, you know, something that they were looking for in his ancestry and blah, 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 blah. Like it was the same exact plot points, just different characters who were going through it, you know. Gotcha. So yeah. I, I love the concept of, you know, reliving you know, history, the fact that there's this ancient order that's been beefing since the dawn of time and that there's all these world secrets. Like, there's a lot of stuff to dig into with all of that concept. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what... I don't think... How, how many details have we gotten about the actual show? Like, do we know who's maybe running it or... Um. So, on their tweet, they said Netflix will be developing... Developing an Assassin's Creed live-action series, Ubisoft's Jason Altman and Danielle Krennic will serve as executive producers. Okay. Um, Those are Ubisoft so, execs. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it sounds so like. So at least people who are um, familiar with the franchise will be there. But to be honest, in this particular case, I'm more concerned that, about who's the creative people coming in, not the people who are from the Assassin's exactly. Creed world, you know? On top of that, I haven't seen any information on um, any more information on this. Yeah, it does seem to be and, just uh, an announcement rather than. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. Maybe they'll have a trailer in the near future, but I'm willing to bet maybe they haven't even started production yet. Like it, they, maybe they want to try to gauge <laughs> interest, knowing that mm-hmm. there is a bad movie that has existed. And maybe some people would be lukewarm on a reception of another non video game entry in the brand. But I don't know. I'm actually excited. Like, because I think Netflix, like you said, has done justice to some of the other video game properties they've gotten a hold of. Not all. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, not all. Definitely not all. But they've had the most success of the other um, streaming services and studios that I've seen recently. Um, so if anybody's going to do it right now, I think it's going to be Netflix. I would love to see HBO take a shot at it. Yeah, that, because that would be that either. Be yeah, HBO almost never makes a bad but original series. It's really hard to find something that like you can find something on HBO that's not for you, but you can see the quality in it still. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think Netflix. I think Netflix ha- it has this. It, it's they have the best chance of making this a good series um, and kind of revitalizing the Assassin's Creed fandom. I mean, so are are you saying that you feel like the Assassin's Creed fandom is in sort of a downturn? Do they need something like this to spark it up? You think? Um. I guess, I guess I should say inspire more people to be uh, Assassin's Creed fans. I don't know if they need a pickup necessarily. I've I, I heard Odyssey was not. I heard Odyssey was good, um, but it wasn't. 
a good sequel to uh, Origins. To Origins. Now that being said, you got Valhalla coming out, and there's a lot of hype yeah, for that. Yeah, excited about but that. But then again, we're yeah. But when you're looking at the gameplay, it's also looking back like Odyssey. So we're trying to see: are they just slapping skins on things, or are they, you know, do a revolutionary gameplay? So this game and this show should keep the fire under the uh, like just keep it relevant in general Assassin's Creed exactly yeah. right, no, I, just wanna, I think it's a good safety easy <laughs> the one uh, chimes in says I felt that the past hey. live stories were more interesting than the actual main plot I agree good concept but the plot is flat what's going on and, what's up yeah, Jeff uh, chimes in as well says uh, no they don't the last two have been great so he's disagreeing with your statements on Odyssey being a lesser of origins, whatnot, and I, I do think I've heard both sides of that. Like some people have been like, "Oh, I really loved uh, Odyssey," and some people are like, ah, "I was a little, a little lesser than what I wanted." So, I mean, if it is a mixed reception, like there are people who like it, people who don't mm-hmm. like it. If you can get like kind of a big smash hit, it doesn't matter, you know. Like that does put a fire on the thing, like you're saying. Exactly. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I will say yeah. on Assassin's Creed that I. I, I'm a super big fan of the game series up until, you know, it kind of ran itself to a wall by with the yearly sequels. And I, yeah. I like that they revitalized it with Origins, but I still never kind of got the spark back. Like, I, I own those games, but I just never got the spark back to go and play it. If, a, if an you. Assassin's Creed series comes out that is very, very good, I guarantee you I'll be playing that game. Because that's exactly what happened with The Witcher. Exactly. Like, yep. Yep. I had The Witcher in the queue, like, <laughs> on Game Pass. Like, I've been meaning to try it out for a little bit. As soon as that show came out and I was, like, really into the story, I booted up The Witcher, started playing The Witcher. Granted, I didn't stay with The Witcher for super long, but only because, Same here. like, I liked what was going on in the game. It's just too long. Like, I, I'm like, okay, there's, there's a lot happening here. I got other stuff to play. I kind of put it back down. But I do feel like exactly what you're saying, like, good media outside of the, the core media will drag people back to it. So that that's probably exactly. what the, the intent is here. And not even just back to it. You're going to inspire new fans, True. too. Like, just in your example with The Witcher, there's lots of people who never even heard of The Witcher until it dropped on Netflix, right? And then now, even if they're not fans of the video game, they're still fans of the series and the stories, and that's that fandom expansion that you are gonna that you will most likely see from a Assassin's Creed series uh, here on Netflix. All right, uh, Jeff uh, singing the praise of Origins. Says, Origins definitely fixes a lot. I'm telling you, play it, and it'll bring you back. I played Origins and all the DLC. The only game I beat on current gen that's that long. All right, ringing endorsement. Okay. You're feeling it, man. And yeah. PZ, the one says, the in the case with The Witcher, the game series is more popular than the books. That is true. I, I, the game yeah. series kind of revitalized the books for the author. And there's a whole story about that author and the company and the licensing and stuff. But... <laughs> Uh, we'll move off of that unless you have anything else on Netflix and Assassin's Creed. No, man. Um, no, let's let's keep it going. We're still talking about Netflix, though, right? Uh, are we? Yeah, because they are raising. Oh, their right. Value. right, 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 right. Yeah, so man. this is the second time Netflix is raising its prices since the company's been uh, created. Incepted. Um, I know <laughs> it's it's a dollar increase for the standard plan. And then what? Four dollars for the premium? Is that correct? So I'm gonna read what IGN okay. wrote. They said the two-stream HD standard plan will increase from 12.99 to 13.99. Uh, 
while the four stream 4K premium plan is raising from 15.99 to 17.99. So that's going to be a $2 increase right there. The one stream SD plan will remain priced at 8.99 a month. So if you got the 8.99, that's not changing. But if you got the HD um, 2 or 4 stream, those are going up. The 4 stream's going up by $2 and the 2 stream going up by 1. Gotcha. Okay. So what is your immediate reaction to Netflix raising its prices? Cuz I honestly I think they deserve it. <laughs> okay. Um, they've been putting... <laughs> There's so many shows. I was talking to my uh to my fiance about this um just yesterday. And I was like, how many shows do we love to watch that is only on Netflix? And then how many new things do we find on Netflix that are it's just there? Um anime, you know, uh, Great Pretenders uh dora hedoro you know i had netflix open i was before the show and i was kind of just scrolling through like man all these series a lot of them i don't know a lot of them i don't like a lot of them are super popular Mm -hmm. and people are enjoying these and they've been enjoying these for such a long time the last time they increased the price was was it last year in january they've put out so much this year i think they deserve a raise i'm not gonna lie and if they want to, if I want them to continue to put out stuff like this, Netflix is known to have big budget sets. They spend a lot of money. I need yeah. to help that. Yeah. <laughs> so if I want that same quality coming in the next year, yeah, I'll pay a little yeah, bit Jeff more. Jeff and Lampy are basically co-signing what you're saying and saying that's because of all the money they put into their original content. And Netflix is yep. actually hemorrhaging money when you look at their cash flow because of all that original content. So... I I'm kind I kind of want to agree with you in the sense that mm-hmm. yes they make a lot of original stuff they spend a lot of money on it so why not you know ask a little bit more to kind of cover the cost of the stuff they're making right but I have to mm-hmm. say like why does it always have to come from the consumer because I hear you now do we know that it only comes from us. I mean, no, I guess yeah, they're we, doing, some- but that's that's another thing. Like Netflix is very secretive about kind of what their shows cost. Like this is people can look at the quality of thing and be like, oh, that must have cost a lot of money. But Netflix does not mm-hmm. diverge the cost of like anything. They don't know. They don't tell people um, kind of how many folks are tuning into shows. They don't tell people how much shows cost to make. Uh, every now and then, you'll hear how much like a comedian got paid to do a special. And those are absurd amounts yeah. of money, <laughs> honestly. For those, yep. so if if they're giving that much money to like one headliner, I you can kind of imagine how much money they're giving to like a full project, maybe. I, so you know, I'm from LA. I have um, I have some contacts out there, and I know some people that um, they don't know the the specifics of you know how much these sets are costing, but. They say it's insane amounts of money, hmm. and I, I it's kind of like a they you know I, that's all I can say. They say that, but I feel like it does show um, in the production quality that you're seeing with all these different originals. Um, but at the end of the day, if if we don't see a, a number, we don't know for sure. You know what I mean? And Lampy brings up a really good point uh, because Netflix doesn't have adverts. They only have their subscriber revenue. It doesn't fit the studio model. Spend X and get Y Mm. in ticket sales because the subscribers are already signed up. Now, I think you can look at that in two ways because, yes, they don't they don't get an immediate, uh, you know, cash flow influx from every new thing that they release. So, like, it's not like they make their money back and then make excess of what they spent because people are buying into it. 
But because they have such a big subscriber base who are all paying an amount of money, they have a constant stream of revenue. So whether they're releasing a brand new thing that costs a bunch of money or not, they have a steady flow of income. So it does actually come down to how Netflix uses the money. And it's either they're not spending it efficiently in a sense, like they're kind of overspending versus what they want. So now they're trying to recoup the cost from the customers or maybe they would have to do the thing that I guess we all don't want them to do, which is maybe cut back a little bit on the, the expenses <laughs> for the, the content they make, right? Or maybe maybe broker a couple I, more deals yeah. with other people and get their content so that they're not the ones shelling out money for it. Yeah. All that's shrouded in mystery, and it's hard right. to see it. Um, so I can, I can understand why you'd be um, cautious uh, about getting excited about something like this. Or I, I wouldn't even say people are excited, but or I'd say deem this a worthy increase. I can see why you'd be cautious to do that. Um, because you're right. We don't know how they're spending it. You know, they could be on the ropes. They could be just fine. Um, <laughs> it's really, uh, yeah, it's like we have to be kind of yeah. have to trust this massive company. I think what, what Netflix has to do. And I think what they are doing is they're pro- at the base level. I should say at the surface level, they're proving to their customers of many different genres were worth this. You know what I mean? At the surface, that's what they need you to see. That's what they want you to see. We're worth this. Hey, if you like this kind of genre, we got it. If you like this kind of, we got it. And it's only here. You know, if it's old stuff, we. I watch Arrested Development on a regular basis. As you should. Right? I don't know. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> I don't know any other platform where I can watch that comfortably. You know? Um, that's legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's a valuable service to me. It helps me concentrate. And that's just one show. And I can go on and on. So um, for but... you, unequivocally, it's it's worth it. Like you 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 felt like you've been getting more than your money's worth so far. So for them to raise it by a buck for the standard plan, what is it, two three dollars for the premium two plan? Two for more than reasonable. And get this, not just that, right? It's two dollars for me and my family because right, yeah, my mom is yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what I mean. I got <laughs> so. Because just like you said, I have the four uh, the four streams, so it's not just me enjoying this. When my mom is saying, "Yo, did you watch Tiger King?" I'm like, "Okay, hold on, <laughs> let me get on there," because that's only on Netflix. It's worth the two dollars for me. Makes sense to keep that going. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I agree. So, like, it doesn't seem it's not like an unreasonable price hike either. Yeah, I just hope they're not exploiting us, like like you're saying. But um. Right now, I don't feel excited <laughs> by the two. The, the only thing is, like, I've I've never been a fan or fully understood really the concept of inflation. Like, it's like a it's like oh. a it's a made up thing, Sorry. right? Like, all money is a concept. <laughs> so for for you to say like the price of things just go up over time means that no people just get greedier over time, right? Like, isn't that what that means? Yeah, no, you're right. So, <laughs> like, if you're doing a good service and you're, like we ne- like Netflix is making tons of money, they like. As far as I'm aware, and, and granted, I'm not the most you know knowledgeable of their financial situation. Netflix is doing okay, right? Like Disney Plus launched, they you know people were scared, but they kind of didn't get phased by it. I feel like like nobody that I know hey, at least. Cool. So this is a colloquial statement. Nobody that I know canceled Netflix to get Disney Plus, and if they did do that at this point, I'm sure they went back. 
right back as soon as Tiger King dropped. Because you right, know, yeah, like, it's, like <laughs> pretty much everything that. that launches on Netflix becomes part of like the cultural uh, yeah, conversation phenomenal. and stuff. So, like, I think Netflix is still the king. Like, Disney Plus was a pretty strong contender. Hulu is a very strong contender. I, pe- I feel like people don't really give Hulu very a strong. lot of credit, but new, in my mind, Hulu's number two to Netflix. Um, yeah, and that's only because HBO doesn't have the wide library that both of those mm. have. Because if HBO had a wider library, HBO's definitely number two. Well, I mean, I don't really count HBO because they they kind of came into the streaming service, but they've always they they're a cable premium channel. So like, that's how I still see them as that primarily. Like HBO Go and HBO Now, Max, and Max yeah. Maybe. I mean, but like, I guess that's them trying to rebrand <laughs> and be like, look, this is just a streaming thing now. Because I guess a ton of people it. are leaving cable. So, yeah, they're trying to redress it as we are another one of these streaming things. So that that's fair. But even so, like just like you were saying, I don't go to HBO Max every day to keep up with stuff that I'm watching. I do that with Netflix. Exactly. Like the way I used to just leave my TV on either CNN or Cartoon Network or whatever. Exactly. Like, I'm going to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And my, my son yep. is going to Netflix. He just started watching uh, yep. Craig of the Creek. On yeah, oh, that's all on wonderful. Netflix, you know. And I love that show. <laughs> so like that's kind yeah. of that's my go to. Like and I think they are number one. So I, I in my heart, I don't feel like they have to raise their prices, even if maybe they could maybe they can, like they can't afford to because of all the value in there. They can't afford to do it. I still think it, it's not necessarily good for, like we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know? Like an extra dollar doesn't hurt you or me, but you know maybe it does somebody else. Like they didn't have to do this. It's I hear just you. what's in the back of my my mind. So I, I get where you guys are coming from. Like I don't care. I'll I'll pay it. Like they have all sorts of great stuff. I still feel like they didn't have to do this. I, I hear that. And and one thing to consider, and this is not to counter your point, but one thing to consider is I think that we need streaming services more now that we're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, we need because more people are at home on a regular True. basis. So, like I said, this is not to counter your point. I just think it's another factor that, um, you know, maybe Netflix is feeling a pressure to produce more Makes sense. quickly and keep the same quality. That might be what's going on. But um, yeah, you know, they got they got money. Uh, real quick, I'll just <laughs> go over some of the yeah uh, stuff that chat's been throwing in lampy says hulu isn't what that strong saying? contender doesn't exist outside the u.s i didn't actually know that oh so that that's interesting and then lampy nope. also adds that hulu uh is a part of you know disney which is true yeah disney, disney that's true yep. so they are kind of friends in that sense they got that espn hulu uh national geographic <laughs> yeah i think that is also oh, wrapped in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> <clears throat> uh and jeff yeah. was saying i feel like hulu is very seasonal Summertime till fall doesn't have much. And I, you know what? That about Hulu, because they, Hulu keeps up more with current shows. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, kind of a lot of over where Netflix, yeah. Hulu's value is. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good point that Jeff brought up. Uh, and Kevin Movie says, solution to the price hike, just share your account with a friend and switch the difference. <laughs> I mean, that's assuming you're not already doing that, which pretty much everybody is. <laughs> I think a lot of people are. So, you know, let's add a third person, then it's like, oh, you can't watch my show because this guy is watching <laughs> America's Next Top Model. If you got a Netflix account and you don't have all your profiles filled out, you need to find some friends. <laughs> you need to find some the friends. friends with money, though. 
they can pay true pay you yeah. back or you know what friends with money or somebody that you can help out yeah if you're you know if, I mean? yeah you want to be a, like like pizzo says a community account yeah sure <laughs> yeah man <laughs> all right anything else on the price hike no, I think that's about it. We covered everything. <clears throat> All righty, let's move on to another Cyberpunk 2077 delay. Granted, only about two weeks this go around. It's being pushed to December 10th, December Three. 3rd. It's uh, 21 okay, days. Okay, so 21 days. That's, that's a little more than two weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Just three. Immediate reaction. Exactly. Um, Cool. Make it good. They've delayed it before. I felt like it's because they wanted to make it right, and they were dealing with COVID stuff. Um, and then I was like, okay, they're doing it again. They're not afraid to tell people, hey, we really actually want to get this right. That's That was my immediate reaction. Um, you know, yeah, that's that's what I got. What uh, about mine you? was kind of more on the that's really funny because it's, it's a yep. meme now in the sense that CD Projekt Red keeps pushing this game back. And that the the last information they had to share with us about it was that it went gold, which we 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 now know mm. in this day and age doesn't mean anything. Like gold used to yeah. mean they press discs, like there's a physical finished game, and this is what's going to go out to to retailers, and that's what you're going to get, you know, on the release day, right? Doesn't mean anything because everything's digital. Yeah. There's always a day one patch or a day zero patch in this case or whatnot. So yeah. for them to say we're done with the game was already kind of funny. And then to turn around and say, ah, we're going to delay it one more time. If if one more time is that. I just thought it was hilarious. But. Yeah, I can see that. Some other people's reaction <laughs> to this news is more Son, concerning. To say the least. Okay. If any of y'all listening today thinks that people need to die over this. <laughs> check yourself. <laughs> check yourself. Think about I, I can't. It. I can't fathom <laughs> how that's like. How does that come out of your your mouth, your brain? Let's clarify for the people what we talked right, so about. So after this delay, a lot of toxic gamers sent messages directly to developers of Cyberpunk, basically saying things like, uh, "If you don't release this game, I'm going to burn your house down. I'm going to, you know, come for your kids or whatever." Like. How how dare you? Like how entitled? How much of a? <laughs> I I don't Yo, understand this something. mindset. It's completely foreign to me. If I make dinner, right? If I'm making dinner and I'm trying to finish it up, and my lady says, "Yo, if you don't finish that and give it to me right now, I'm gonna burn this house down." I'm gonna be like, "Yo, I was making this for you." Like, hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to make it right. <laughs> this didn't happen before. <laughs> you know what like I mean? Like, you didn't like... even know that you wanted this until we started working on it. And now, all of a sudden, you got all these demands of me? Like, I don't owe you anything. Like, the no. game developers don't owe you anything. Like, I hope people... Not a thing. Who, I hope someone sees this. Someone who... Because I know the, the regular people who are in our chat probably don't feel this way. Like, you guys are golden, right? <laughs> but I hope someone who just doesn't understand why that's a bad thing sees this and can listen to these words game developers don't owe you anything like what the hell did not you one. do to deserve anything that they make you paid money for it it's not out yet you didn't even buy the product 
yo. Like, like <laughs> you didn't know, just like you said, you didn't know you wanted this until I started doing something. And you don't know what you want because it's not done. Right, like, this, <laughs> like no one has, like, no uh, game journalist or whatnot has reviewed this game. Like, there are no impressions on the actual finished product. So, I understand people being excited for a thing that they want to get their hands on, but you don't know what yeah, this game is yeah. yet. Like, there's, there's still a possibility, however slim in your mind... There's still a possibility that this game comes out and is an absolute dud. Like, you may be absolutely disappointed hey. in everything that Cyberpunk 2077 is. Check this out. Check this out. Regardless of all of that, none of it's worth someone's life or their home. Right. Or, you know the, what I'm yeah, saying? At the end of the day, like, you're playing video games, bro. <laughs> like, yo, just TP the man's house and just run No, away. not even. Man, like, even that's relax. going too far. Like, how dare you think you have the right really to is. throw toilet paper on somebody's roof because you're dissatisfied with a video game? Like, grow the hell up. Like, literally. You're right. But, I mean, I'll say that's the, the best infantile reaction. I mean, no. Honestly, the, the best reaction is to voice your disappointment. Like, if, if it really upsets you, like, yeah. there are some people who I know, like, Colleagues I know, not, not just kids or, you know, immature people, or whatever, like mm-hmm. colleagues that I know who are like, oh, I actually took time off my other jobs so I could give this, you know, my full attention and whatnot. And that's something yeah, you have to plan like in advance it. with them shifting the date that screws that up for you. But it's a video game. Let them know. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. either way, you still got two weeks off work, play something else. <laughs> like, if you can't move yeah. it, if you absolutely can't move it, play something else. You'll get your time to play Cyberpunk mm-hmm. at some point. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, get over yourself. Like, this this is... It goes way... Yeah, the sense of entitlement goes back so far with gamers. And I, I fail to understand where it comes from. Like, who are these kids? <laughs> Why do they think you, that creators owe them anything for their for their love bro. and admiration and whatnot? Like, you're the fan. Like, you're looking... Bro. Like, you look up to... You know, you know where this is. Right? <laughs> like... Like put 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 this in any other context. You're 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 a fan of you a baseball player, a basketball from. player, and they do the same thing. They, they strike out at at the bat, <laughs> and they threaten and they threaten. You know what? You're a- you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely I'm right. I'm saying you know exactly who these entitled people are. Oh my god. <laughs> Lampy says, if people really feel that entitled to want the game finished, learn the required skills, apply for a job, and help them finish it. That's a good, that's a good yes. idea. Like, put your money Very where your mouth point. is. Do what you say. Like, do something about it, mm-hmm. then. Not something stupid, something that makes sense. Because, like, there are a lot of people who will do something about it, and it's something stupid. There's too many stupid people in the world. This is a whole other, <laughs> the whole entire <laughs> conversation. But that's part of the problem. There are way too many stupid yeah. people on the planet, and they are the ones who do stuff like this. They're loud. They're loud. And this is the thing, too, right? Um, this is what kills me. It's not just one dude. It's not just, you know, one girl freaking out. These are multiple people. Like, I, and I, I get that they're probably a vocal minority, like, in, in the grand scheme of the whole community, they are probably a small percentage. But just like you're saying, it's not one or two people. There's a group of them. However small they are, there's a group. There's a collection of idiots and they're who dangerous. condone this kind of nonsense and who do this kind of nonsense. Some people are like, you know, it's just idle threats. Oh, it's just a joke. No, you're not funny, dude. Like, you don't. 
like there's a reason <laughs> there's a reason that there was a stereotype about gamers being socially awkward and weird yep. and standoffish it's because there are people like that people who just don't know how to interact with the rest of society and i don't yep. know how to solve that problem because i i love the video game community like i love people who love video games right and some of them need to know that there's a right way and a wrong way to interact with things that aren't video games, like other people. Bro, bro, you, you're hitting the nail on the head already and you don't even know it, right? It's video game community. That's what we're doing here. That's what we do in the open party. We're trying to reach out to people that are nerds like us and be sociable and have this good, positive fun healthy safe community right, exactly we don't want to you know what i'm saying we want to spread the message of don't do death threats you know what i mean that's that's one of the things we do it that's that's how we that's what we're doing here that's what we're doing here we're spreading the positive message we're building that community we're solving that problem slowly but surely right so if you want a cool community that's definitely at, jump in that open party board because we're for the people that apparently but I do want to bring attention to Lampy's comment. It says, I really hope the devs put a feature in there where if it finds their gamer tag, it just won't let them play the game. Yes. Any, anyone oh, stupid enough amazing. to threaten a dev, you don't deserve it. Like, punish them immediately. Like, you, this isn't for you. Like, what are you doing? Like, if you think this is how you ask for Like, I do this with my son all the time. Like, if, if he's, like, really rude or, like, really whiny or something about wanting a thing, yeah. I'm like, you know that if you cry to me about it or if you, you know, are rude about it, you're never going to get that thing. I'm never going to give you this thing now. Like, you need to change your entire attitude when you ask someone for a thing. Because that's you humbling so yourself to, to make a request. And I'd be more than happy to give you the thing you want. Because I love you, son. Like, just like devs yeah. love their fans. Like, they're creators. Yeah. They want people to play and see and enjoy the thing that they've made. Like, they're... They didn't just make this yes. for them, bro. If they made it for them, they wouldn't even tell you like about they it. They want you to play this game as soon as possible, <laughs> but they, they want it to work right. They want it to function for all the platforms that it's on. So, like, whatever excuse you have to feel disappointed about this delay, they're more disappointed. Like, they're the ones who feel like the worst. They're the ones who are still working on it. Like, with all the crunching stuff, conversations happening. Like, we know that that's an issue in and of itself, aside from that, but you want to sit here and be mad that they, del they pushed it back a couple days. Like grow up. That that that's the end of that. That's the end of that path. <laughs> that story. Grow, grow up. up. Like I, I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of hearing these stories. Like it's really disheartening. No, you're right. The last one was uh what The Last of Us Two. Right. Yeah. People were they, threatening they the like um, a plot point in the story. Voice and actors they went after voice actors as if. First of all, like yo, that's, that's a whole other. I don't know if you got time for all yeah, that. Yeah. Like yeah. Matter of fact, we'll we'll skip over that. We won't go. <laughs> My man. We'll go down and I heard the first of all. I was like, oh no, my man. So we'll, we'll move off. Let me let me just check the chat real quick before you move on. Ooh, let's catch up. Uh, Jeff says people need to be tracked because they're at risk of committing acts of violence. That's true. Like for all the idle threats, there are always someone who takes it too far, and like that makes all yeah. of them dangerous. Like you have to pay attention 100%. to all of them. Uh, and like he says, basically, uh, you have the right to enjoy my art. I 100% agree with that. No, you lost the right to enjoy my art that's what right like you, you get, bel the, get belligerent yeah, about yeah. it none for you i'm i'm the the nazi none suit guy you. from from seinfeld mm. <laughs> but we'll move on from that into our final topic um recently control has been announced as coming to switch but in an interesting way <laughs> because control is a very uh, resource heavy game switch can't run that bad boy but 
No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, finish the, the, the intro. I'm gonna tell you because I was laughing when I was reading this, especially the update. <laughs> so, so control is coming to Switch, but it's yeah. a special streaming version. So you will mm-hmm. need a constant internet connection, but you'll be able to play the entirety of Control on your Switch. There's another game that just did this, uh, Hitman. Hitman Three, yeah. I think. Hitman Three is also doing this. Yeah. And Resident Evil Seven actually did this exclusively in Japan uh, a couple months back. Yeah. So I honestly Control. feel like this is a path that Nintendo was looking at to compensate for the the lack of you know hardware power that their consoles have had over the years. So I mean, what is what is your take on this pathway for them? So at first, right, I was like, man, Nintendo can't handle no kind of internet connections in general, <laughs> uh-huh. right? I, like, I hate Nintendo servers. But then I read further down in the article, right? And uh, they said, oh, it's not going to be Nintendo servers. Don't worry about it. It's going to be Ubitus servers who handle Nintendo servers. <laughs> oh, so it's like the parent com- is the company that the Nintendo parent- contracts with. Yeah, so it's the same people. Yeah, it's the same same <laughs> network. Just the office down the hall. <laughs> so um, I have very little faith that this is going to be an enjoyable experience, to be honest with you. Um, I've, I mean, you, you see all the time, Switch has very, the, the, the connections just don't hold up um, for long periods of time. And if you're trying to play a very, um, a game like Control, that's very dynamic, um, let alone, you know, we're, we're doing the streaming thing, so it's not even the hardware of the Switch. But the fact that you have to pull all that data down... Well, it, it's only I don't, it's only video data that they're pulling. It's only video data, but then you're still... Your inputs are going just yeah, like... The, yeah, the, know, inputs are, any... the inputs would be going out, which in and of itself, Nintendo has had an issue with input, you know, lag for games that aren't streaming, for just games that are exist online. <clears throat> And then you gotta pull the video right. back. So, yeah, it it doesn't seem like Nintendo's the best place for this, but there have been rumors circulating about a, a Switch Pro coming. Like it's been going on for a long time. They've only strengthened over time. Oh, that's true. So that's true. That's true. I do think there's a possibility that if Nintendo's like, look, we're not gonna be able to compete with the the sheer power of a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, but what we can do is boost up the Switch hardware just enough that it handles streaming better and just makes streaming the path to just getting access to all those third-party games that you could never run on switch like it i do think it's a viable option in that sense the only issue again is like you're saying it does have to work over internet nintendo has to get serious about internet connectivity a hundred percent i and you know i think we're, we're i agree with your point it's a good strategy for them and when we look at what they got right now, they got, you know, they don't have a lot to work with. And I think that's the problem when we're talking about the, the servers um, and how how their online um, services work. So unless they boost that up, this I don't think this is going to work at all. None of the streaming stuff is going to work un- unless people can actually use well, it. Well, I mean, we do, we do have <laughs> previous examples. Like uh, Lampy's making a note, says that... Um... That these aren't the first games to do that. That there have actually been a few others than the ones that I that we've mentioned, and they've been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. So, what I do want to do is kind of look up what the perception has been of the service thus far. You know, like did Re- Resident Evil, yep. did Resident Evil Seven work? Did 
whatever yeah. those previous games work. Like, were people satisfied with that experience? Because I do think, like, in people's mind, the streaming thing seems way more futuristic than it is. Like, the tech exists and it works. Like, it works on Microsoft X Cloud. It works on Google Stadia. Uh, NVIDIA has a version of it working. Who else? Amazon, they just launched theirs. Like, the technology works True. and it feels okay. Okay to good right now. Like, maybe not perfect, but it's very much playable over a lot of different genres and whatnot. So I, I don't think it's that far-fetched that Nintendo can have this as an option but yeah i do i just do worry about the sustainability because like they've 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 cared so little about the internet in the past like they always do the bare minimum at this point we've had like what two or three generational consoles that have been internet dependent maybe two maybe mm-hmm. not three we've had at least two generational consoles that have relied heavily on internet activity we're going into a third one at this point nintendo should at least have the bare minimum connectivity down you know like they they drag their feet to just make it as cheap as possible for them to develop at this point it's gotta at least be able to stream games especially if they're gonna make you pay for them because that's that's something i didn't find in the article like are you paying a full 60 dollars for a streaming only version of control it doesn't i don't see anything saying otherwise the demo is available right now on the switch we should try that out (laughs) but um yeah uh, i i think i think we should we should download that um see what that's gonna look like now um i did i was, I was looking at the chat and lampy brought up something uh interesting she said uh they said there is a big difference between control sync for multiplayer and for single player it's much easier to do single player sync now i can see that i i, I think that's that's a valid point but if this is the path that they're gonna go down i think all of their games are gonna have to be single player um, if they're not going to do anything, I don't think that's far fetched either. Though that Nintendo would only focus on uh, single player yeah, for, for streaming, because like, oof, I don't. Because like I mean, that. N- Nintendo's idea of multiplayer has always been couch co op, like local play. Couch like, co op. Even yep. in this day and age, they don't seem to understand that people want to connect over the internet. Like they don't focus on it as much. So if they can at least get you. A control get you a cyberpunk get you uh you know big blockbuster triple a games that are using all this fancy ray tracing and environmental destruction and stuff on your handheld switch they'll they'll probably be like job well done like they yeah they don't need <laughs> they don't need call of duty we on don't there. care about the online and, and honestly oh a, a lot of companies i think nowadays are separating those experiences from one another. Like Call of Duty is going to departmentalize all of its modes. Like the single player is going to be a different thing from the multiplayer is going to be a different thing from the uh, battle royale mode. You know, Nintendo could be like, so pay weird, us man. twenty is bucks there... for just a single player Call of Duty campaign on a streaming service, and like, because you're not going to play Call of Duty multiplayer on a Switch. What are you nuts? <laughs> you're, no one's doing that. I mean, well, <laughs> they would want you to, right? That would... I don't. I don't think Nintendo, because because even because like when was the last time a Call of Duty even ran on a Nintendo console? Was it um? I want no. It wasn't a Modern Warfare, was it? I, I couldn't tell you. Like that's how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that. I Lampy can't spell. Call. Is saying it was the Wii. DJ's also saying it was Wii. Yeah, uh, and even oh, I think 
the Nintendo DS had one too, Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. I'm not even gonna acknowledge that as existed because because what I so wanted that's... to say, <laughs> what I wanted to say was that the last one that was on Nintendo's console, I remember being a much lesser or downgraded version of a call. Like they they had to they had to make a lot of concessions to make that game fit, and it was a much worse game. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna vouch that. It was. <laughs> 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 he showed up though. He signed his name. DJ said it was trash. <laughs> so confirmation from DJ, man. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I, like, cause cause at the rate Nintendo's going, like if they if they don't go this route, at this rate they will yeah. once again only have first party games to prop them up, like that and indies actually this go around because that has been a big boon for the Switch, right? True. And true. I I I don't think you can. I don't think you can win a console. And not to say that Nintendo's in that same running. They kind of are on their own path. But, like, you're you're not going to do as great as you want to if you're lacking in third parties. Like, Nintendo has had this hurdle so many times. Every single time they get a little too innovative, move a little too far outside the box, or just ignore the power needs of, like, the other developers, they just fall behind. Like, they get crappy ports or they get nothing. And a lot of, and oftentimes you just get nothing. Like that's what devs have resigned themselves to just ignoring the switch entirely. I remember, um, oh, I bought, what was it? Ghost Recon mm-hmm. on the DS. And I was expecting something completely different. <laughs> um, that one hurt my soul, man. That <laughs> that it's a story that soul. keeps repeating itself because like once, it, like if Nintendo doesn't want to go the power route, they have to find another way to appease developers. This makes sense. Like, it's kind of the only option. I can't think of anything else they could do other than say, all right, forget all this blue ocean for the people, for the family type nonsense. This is the Nintendo Extreme. 30,000 30 tera, 30, teraflops. <laughs> it's a big console, right? Yeah, it's, it's just not portable at all like, it, it can be portable like <laughs> we'll put backpack wheels straps on it. on it for you if you want to like take it around <laughs> like the Mebo <laughs> the, the the game Yo, the innovative is heck, just though. a massive massive structure <laughs> like that because those are all the options right build a brand new Obama super game system sphere. or look look at streaming yeah so well i'll say do both uh get the nintendo pro uh, the, the switch mm-hmm. pro and and um, go go switch then, or uh, go go online streaming. Um, and and you'd have to focus on single player. Don't don't even. Yeah, it makes the most sense, and I I think they can skate by like that. Like we all we all know Nintendo kind of gets yeah. by doing the bare minimum a lot of times because they do have the very um, strong first party games to prop them up. But it's it can't be, they can't do all the work. Like yo, every time. Time and technology tries to smack Nintendo. Nintendo says nostalgia. <laughs> you know what I mean? With, like, with a big old shield with nostalgia written on it. Big old shield, and all of us come up like, "Yeah, we stand with Nintendo." Every, Every time, you're time. right. I don't know what. Yeah, son. So, why am I about to buy this uh, uh, Super Mario 3D, whatever it's called, that has a time limit on it, just because I want to play Super I mean, Mario Sunshine? I, 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 why I, am I about I to do it for that? My kid. <laughs> <laughs> Nostalgia is what really pulled that in. You know what I mean? And that's oh, that's what's happening. I, I feel like we we are Nintendo's shield to be doing wild stuff. Yeah, it is us. Like we're the ones who let Nintendo get away with murder <laughs> again and again. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> but, it hurts, but Lampy, Lampy <laughs> says, here's the thing a lot of people don't realize. Cloud and IT have been doing full PC streaming for about four years now for graphics artists. It's not a new technology. And that, that makes sense. That That's why it's so viable now, because it's not a new technology. It's something that, you know, yeah. industrial folks have been using. Usually that gets trickled down to consumers eventually, like once it becomes cheap enough to be in the household or cheap enough to be used at scale, like the kind of scale that a game company would want it to be used at. So mm-hmm. I mark my words. This is the path Nintendo's going to choose. Like, if they do release a, a a Switch Pro, whatever they end up calling that, or some kind of sequel to the they Switch, streaming. streaming, I think, is going to be one of the big highlights that they, they make a lot of noise about because they yeah. want you to know you can play other stuff that wouldn't normally run on this on this. So buy one. <laughs> and it's a good argument. And you're going to save a lot of memory space. You're going to save a lot of memory space because right now I still need to get another micro SD for my Switch because I only got like three four games I'm switching out. Right. Um, right. <laughs> There's a good case for it. Yeah. Xbox Game Pass on Switch? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. People were talking about that possibility some time ago. Honestly, Microsoft has been super friendly with them, but I I don't think they'd go that far. Like I, like what's what's in it for them? Like if they didn't have the streaming service that lets you use like your phone or your tablet or whatever, I I think that'd be more viable because then they'd be like, "Sure." This is a this is a way you can on yeah you know experience our stuff on the go and people who have those options can play play on the go. But in this case, everybody who got a switch got a phone. Right. Yeah. They they don't need to dilute their market share that much. And it would and more likely to happen working on iPhone. More likely to happen than Apple. working on iPhone and Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Apple don't want to hear none of that streaming business. Not a thing. But do we have anything else on the streaming stuff for the Nintendo Switch? No. Uh, I think we kind of covered uh, what we think a viable strategy for Nintendo would be. All right. And, um, yeah. So I think uh, that pretty much does it for today's episode of the Sigma Show. Thank you, everybody, who came through and joined in on the discussion. We really appreciate that. Make sure to follow this guy, Blue Bones, B-L-U-B-0-N-E-S, on his Twitch, on his Twitter, Another content creator. He's also one of uh, the admins for the Open Party, which is you know the Discord that we uh, kind of run and cultivate, like a dope community. Uh, check out his free for all Fridays every Friday. Yeah. Um, you can find me on my tag as well, Sigma Gears Nine. Um, gonna be back later today for Super Smash Sunday, so two thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come right back. We're gonna be playing Smash for three hours. Uh, after that, game night with the Escapist. Uh, don't know what we're playing tonight, but you guys will find out probably around the same time <laughs> I do at 8 Eastern. So that should be fun. Um, anything go. else you want to let people know about coming up? Um, No, that should be it. I think you've got, just about covered it. Um, thanks again for having me on. No problem. Anytime. Looking forward you're to free. us. You're welcome. Sunday. I appreciate that, bro. So that's going to do it for Let's episode four. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Bye.